Joe. Yeah. I have a question to ask you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Joe, if you were a kind of weather, what would you be? Is that weather limited to Earth weather, or can it be species? Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, Answer the question. You make it so hard. <laughs> I mean, can it be space weather? Sure. It's weather. Um, <laughs> I would be... This is why it's so hard to be with you. There's no business. Hello. Hello. And welcome to... Is this music? This is not music. A comedic music review podcast where we, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing, <laughs> this, what are we doing this week, lady? Well, um, we'd like you to join us as we talk about music, old and new, some films, some outrageous ideas, and decide at the end of the day, is this music? This is not music. <laughs> wow, okay, so that's the first time we've... That's the first time we've ever done that live. That, that worked And out. without a script, so... That worked out all right, So, right? hey, hi, how are you? How are you today? Well, we talked uh, about really getting some homework done, and then I dove down a rabbit hole and did some serious homework, so we're going to do a little bit of talking about some prog rock as we get into the Joe Learns More About Music portion of the podcast. Yeah, it came from uh, the last episode we decided... Well, I was completely blind to the existence of yes the band uh so which is absurd we were yeah so we were especially with how much i like prog metal i don't know the roots of prog rock from like the 70s as well as i should uh so that's one area where we that that was the jumping off point but you went you went (laughs) i fell in a hole you went whole hog (laughs) on that research so that's one thing we're going to do. We have a little more feedback from, well, mainly just my siblings. Uh, I don't know. Has your dad given you any more? No feedback from my dad. Sabina just said, I'm too loud. Well, I think we addressed that. And that's all That's all you, baby. I have no control okay. over the sound. So sorry, guys. All right. Now, it's, it, looks, it looks good in the meter. We're, we're pretty symmetrical, I think. So Zach previously had made some recommendations on rap for us to listen to because we both stated we don't necessarily care for it and are fairly ignorant of it, which is probably the stem of our you know, lack of uh, positive regard. So we've been doing that little by little, listening to some rap, uh, a lot of it still we haven't listened or you know, haven't, haven't cared for. But, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a convert on some things. Well, like we, both, we both found some things we like. Uh, I have a feeling I'm not going to like this because I'm only going to listen to one. I have a feeling I'm not going <laughs> to like this this reco um i really want to branch out i'm only listening to one well no it's like we, he gave us a list we can just keep going down the list one by one we have a lot to cover today so zach recommended and i've heard of this guy and just the name is a turn off oh no lil uzi vert we are listening to exo tour life life spelled like llif3 i don't know what the hell's going on here oh but. dear there we go I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling here. Push me to 
push me to the edge. Phantom, that's all right. Inside all white, like something you rather slash down. I just want that head. So are we supposed to be feeling like this is a song about personal tragedies? He's I don't know because I haven't heard enough of the lyrics yet. All the way to my bed falling off. Every time that you leave your spot, your girlfriend call me like come on off. I like the way that she treat me, gonna leave you won't leave me, I call it that casino. Oh, the weekend. Is that the weekend? Yep. I mean I know I don't care for the kind of Auto tune or whatever is on there. This kid's born in 1994. How does that make you feel? Maybe that's why Zach recommended him, knowing he's one of our dudes. Right. One of our dudes. Well, I mean, it's home home turf. A, a voice we should know. I like it. Okay. I mean, I'm not super turned off. I, just, I don't know what's... I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling. I mean, the, the the video is affecting me more than the song. The video looks like it's about some some hard tragedy, but I'm not getting that from the music, except for except for the repeated refrain, "All my friends are dead, all my friends are dead." This is definitely one of those songs, and you know that this is how I function anyway, but this is one of those songs where I really would love to get the lyrics and so that I can look at all of that. Yeah, this didn't, I mean... It didn't reach out and grab me, but... I think it's something that I would need to listen at and do research on. I'm not so sure this is a good one to include in the in the final cut of the podcast, just because I feel like we didn't say very much about it. So you want to drop that? We might want to. Well, I mean, see what it, see what you can cut it into when okay. we're done. But I didn't feel like I didn't need to add. I did like the video a lot. One that was on the bill before we jump into Billboard shit. One that was on there was by the the recently deceased, recently assassinated, unfortunately, um, mm. XX Extentacion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know nothing about his work okay. except uh, you know, kid at, kid at work that I work with was a, somewhat of a fan. Um, this song "Sad" is not still number ten on the charts. Uh, I don't know whether it shot up after his death or whether it was already in that realm. But let's give that a listen. Sure. Now this is Jill. So now, what happened to this guy? I don't know. He was he was just he was killed recently. Um, I don't know the circumstances. Mm. So this guy was actually gunned down. Yeah, and I think the the person that was initially arrested has is already has already been released. Um, I don't know if there's a trial or anything, but just a really unnecessary, unjust. Uh, killing that they're calling an assassination i don't know why i don't know how much of a public figure he was but 
Well, this song lives up to the title. It is sad in tone. I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, this is really a shame. Oh, man. He's only like 20. Are you kidding me? Yeah, born the year I graduated high school. That's horrific. Yeah, it was, it was just uh, about a month ago that he was killed. Wow. Well, I really like the work. Yeah, I don't. I think I only would have heard of this song because of the story surrounding his death. And I'm I'm sad that it's that way, but this is. I wish I had found this a different way. Yeah. Because I, I do enjoy it. I don't know necessarily. I don't think I I don't think I'm at all hearing the actual story that it's about, but just the the vibe of it. Right. Is sad but like in a pleasant way like i i could sad in a pleasant i could use this as a meditation on sadness rather than being like oh it's too sad turn it off you know Mm. okay that makes sense but oh and it was that was short but okay so that's uh that's a shame while we're on things that were recommended to us my, my brother was also critical of the lack of country and i'm like i just i don't know that i can expose myself to a lot of country i just have such a strong visceral well, response against and here's it. the thing i i could certainly expose myself to it i'm a big girl it's not gonna hurt me but at the same time i don't think that i would be able to be objective enough to That's, give it a decent yeah any kind of decent review other yeah. than i hate this yeah so uh, with the caveat that this will likely not get a fair shake <laughs> we are gonna. Oh, wait, you're gonna put something on? Yeah. Oh, we are oh, gonna okay. listen to this one recommendation because he he found it resonant enough. Uh, this is a song called "Cold Dog Soup" by Guy Clark. Okay. This was resonant enough for him that at some point in the last ten years, I don't remember how recent, he has a tattoo across his forearms. You remember? Yeah. That is lyrics from this song. Oh, okay. Um, so because of that importance to him, I'm going to give the song right. a listen and hope that we are not dicks about it. <laughs> so. All right. This one goes out to Zach. Oh, so this is an older dude, too, because if he was 70 in 2011, but he's of a generation that probably will not have the shitty ass country that we dislike. He's of a, an older generation that is closer to the roots of country as a genre which i find much more enjoyable that i can kind of listen to yeah Yeah. okay nice finger work on the mandolin there i think your dad will appreciate that yeah and i definitely think that was thunder now william butler yates and jeans got up to play guitar and sing in some joint mission beach last night At the door sat Tom Waits in a pork pie hat and silver skates, and he's juggling three collection plates. 
Jesus Christ. Towns Van Zant standing at the bar, skinning a Hollywood movie star, and he can't remember where he parked his car or to whom he lost the keys. Uh, but he's full of angst hillbilly haiku what's a poor fort word boy to do go on rhyme something for a man show him how you really feel there ain't no money in poetry that's what sets a poet free i've had all the freedom i can stand you got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie all it so it's it's too twangy for me. But see, I can handle it because the whole song isn't that. That's just pretty much the chorus. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's folky. And, and again, nice. it's the lyrics. You know, you and I have, are looking at it totally differently. I'm really no, no. I on I it. do like it, like especially the part that I know is. Zach's tattoo. Right. So I understand why that resonated with him. I think it's I think it's a, a deep bias that I have against that dialect of the, the American hill folk twangy dialect. If you go back further to the the people groups that it originated from, it's it's a, a derived from Scotch Irish and other stuff. If this dude were singing with an Irish accent oh. I would not have any problem with this song and I would be so irritated because if I have one more Mumford and Sons fucking thing that sounds like this okay. I will lose my goddamn mind okay I mean I guess uh, what, what, I can't the reason I say that is because it, that exposes my deep bias against uh, the, the, uh, the elitist in me is like I place so little value on people who speak with that American dialect that the hill folk sort of Appalachian or Southern or any anything that's even close to that. You just can't. You and, can't and, and, and it, I'm sort of ashamed that I sound like that to some degree, too. Oh, yeah. Turn myself down or turn the music down? Turn the music down. down. Okay. This is a little loud. Yeah. Because you're yelling over it. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, anyway, so... I. I I do have to be, I do have to try to be fair and admit that up front that that is a turnoff for me. I think I like the sentiment of the song, and like you're saying, the lyrics. It's uh... yeah, I don't know. I like it. You like it? I yeah. like it. I think it's. I think it's fun. I like the lyrics. I think the the challenge for anything like this is that if the, it's that twang. It's the kind of musicality, of it that you know the guitar. Yeah, yeah it sounds the mandolin it sounds fun in the beginning, but it, you know at the end of the day it, it gets just a little, a little country. gets a little. It gets a little too country for me. And yeah, that that, that's <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, I guess, and I and I feel very snobby being that way. I mean, I definitely do too. I I, re I recognize I'm way too elitist about this sort it of. It certainly thing. doesn't mean that there's no value in that kind of music. It just doesn't resonate with me. That's all. Yeah, yeah. It's what am I trying to say? It's uh, there's not a huge departure from from the old world's influences to this new form of American music. 
but I don't like it as much as I would like if this were like I was saying, like some Irish guys or Scottish guys playing, you know, folk music from there. I wouldn't be have a problem with it. But the fact that it came across the, the ocean and some time, it has mutated into something that I really have a hard time valuing. And I think it's because I make a an association that isn't necessarily fair. To me, the, this sound and this ethos is an emblem of rebellion, uh, but not a type of rebellion I can identify with. Rebellion of the sort that led to the Civil War of uh, an anti... See, I don't even go that far. An anti-intellectual, anti-science, anti-moral, a certain cultural hegemony, a white supremacist thing, and that it just rankles with me. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of association with country music that you have that I don't find. Yeah, and, and I don't it's really have. Maybe not necessarily fully fair, but there's a grain of truth I to it. I don't know that yeah. it's all fully fair, but it certainly is how it... Yeah. Resonates or fails to resonate with you. Yeah. So that's why I don't want to listen to country. For me, my exposure was to kind of the, you know, folk music and certainly John Denver, which, you know, is folky and country, but kind of bridges those two. I think I'm much more of a folk um, centric person than with country music. So I... I appreciate something like this for what it is. I don't think I would be able to do a whole album of it, but I definitely think something like this is not, you know, I don't find it distasteful. Yeah, no, this was not distasteful. This was not in any way abhorrent, but just doesn't move me. I appreciate the sentiment. All right. You appreciate the sentiment, but it just doesn't move you. <laughs> uh, so we are then going to do some billboard shit. So we already listened to Sad by XX, what's his name? Um, you can't XX watch his name, somebody who died. That's shitty. XX Extentacion. You cannot XX watch his name, somebody who fucking died. You got to be a little more pro about it. Are we doing Ariana Grande? I mean, we don't have to. No, do it. The song is definitely number 15. And the reason we're so so far down the list is because everything else is off Drake's new album, and I don't want to do Drake this week. Oh, you can't even hear. Oh, I can hear it. I have it in my ear. So I have a hard time looking at her right now because I know about her relationship and it's just so bizarre to me and I'm really trying to just accept it and I don't know how. I don't, yeah, I don't care for this song. the song. The showmanship is great. Like she's dancing around, there's some projection on you know, multi-level sets and background dancers, whatever. I don't know. It looks cool. She's not doing it. She's just walking. No, I, I'm saying, okay. She's not dancing. So No, they are. And I, I don't well, mean they are, but I, she's okay, not doing so anything. Fine. So fine, I don't mean her showmanship. I just mean the spectacle of 
yes. the spectacle of men that are not even in good lighting. The entire package, all right? The, the set, the light, everything. The song is the weakest part. Like, I don't give a shit about this music. Now that, see, all that projection and all that, that shit's cool. The music sucks. Or it just is, okay, it doesn't suck. It's not moving. I don't know what the hell she's singing about. I don't feel anything except minor disgust. Vibing. Where are we going? What, what's, what's going on? Oh, the title is No Tears Left to Cry. Right. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. Okay, we finally got somewhere. Everybody else is dancing. Taylor Swift is dancing. John Legend looks all excited. I mean, the spectacle here is great. It's a, it's a great it experience. looks like someone just ejaculated behind her. I thought they were all out of tears. <laughs> wow. And now we're mumble rapping. I don't know. This is dumb. Yeah, I don't know. This is a dumb song. Like, I th- it was aiming for like this kind of epic thing, but it, I don't know. It just didn't feel. It didn't. It, it didn't hit me in the feels. No, nah, it didn't neither. hit me in the feels. It hit me in the fake ponytail. I saw and its, the... uh, I saw its yeah. attempt. I recognize it. I can't salute you. It just you, you failed to go where yeah. I think you wanted to take me. You couldn't. So bad, bad music. I'm not gonna say it's not music, but I'm just like. <laughs> Downvote. I think the potential, to be fair, for anything that Ariana Grande is singing to hit either one of us is probably pretty low anyway. Yeah. So she'd have to really knock it out of the She's park. She's not a favored artist. In order to make it work. Uh, but, you know... Again, when we look at somebody like this, you have to recognize the fact that, yes, she's doing very well. She is in the top 20. Now, what is this? I don't fucking know. We're looking at Marshmallow and Anne-Marie. All right. And what number is this on the billboard? 33. 33? I didn't... Because Mar- everything was just Drake. You couldn't do it. Everything was fucking Drake All or right. Post Malone or guys we've already covered too recently to do again. Even if Well, and Drake did just drop that new album yeah. and so a lot and of it's so, going to be Drake, Drake, yeah. Drake, Drake, Drake. I don't, I don't care. If, I don't... Drake's thin little voice. I just don't... Well, maybe don't you got better. You don't know. You got to give people the potential to grow, babe. All right, interwebs. Yeah. Don't go look at me with that look in your eye. You really ain't going no 
Okay, so Marshmallow is an American music producer, and Anne-Marie is an English singer. So it's a collaboration. I didn't realize. I thought that was just the name of the group, but it's not. No, Anne-Marie is, is a singer. So, oh. so I find that I found this interesting again lyrically because she's talking about somebody who is just, you know, they are friends clearly, and he just won't get the hint and it's a really difficult place for a a woman to be in because you don't want to shit on your friends but you can't really control whether or not somebody has feelings for you or not and when they do it makes things incredibly uneven it makes things uncomfortable it just makes things weird speaking from any personal experience I'm speaking from a lot of personal experience I mean with us (laughs) I have said time and time again that you wore me down um but um that notwithstanding, there have been many, many times where I've had male friends that yeah. I was, you know, very, I, you know, very good friends with, really love them, but they, not they, in that way. And yeah. it makes it so difficult because you're afraid that that friendship is going to end because you don't share the same feelings. Yeah. So the song is, it is titled Friends. You're saying that it is from that feeling of like why do you have to ruin this for us we had something good going why do you have to yes okay yes okay and again it's you you cannot control who you develop feelings for it just happens that way but man it can be so freaking difficult because you enjoy your friendship you love your friendship and then you're like Jesus will you stop will you just back off will you leave me alone yeah and you can't say that Because it's your friend and you don't want to hurt their feelings. And so you end up in this weird place where you either stop being friends altogether because you can't talk to each other because it's just too fucking bizarre. Or you do talk and the whole time it's uncomfortable and weird. And you know that even though they say, no, no, it's okay, everything's fine. You can feel it. You can feel it. It's it's tangible. Yeah, the tension comes from... And I don't know if this is something that's only a part of Western culture or American culture or whatever, but the male fragility or whatever we call it, male, uh, yeah, we just, when we don't get things our way, we act out and it's, uh, it's a problem for women. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this video a Okay. Lot. Yeah, the video was cute. <laughs> this song didn't, I mean... Yeah, I I'd, liked the song. I I'd, thought it was fun. I'd have to give it another listen to really evaluate the, you know. It actually says it's the official friend zone anthem, which I think is kind of funny. That's, yeah, that's kind of funny. All right, so that was because it's really easy to do a song like yeah. that and be shitty about it. <clears throat> like, don't you understand? I don't want you. I don't yeah. need you. This seems and it like becomes it... A, a a comment on I'm too good for you or whatever. And that's not really what this is. This is look, we are we are friends. That's all I want. I don't want anything else. And I'm really, really sorry that you want something else. But I can't tell you one more time. And if I have to tell you one more time, I'm going to kick you in the face. Yeah, it seemed very sincere, very firm, very uh, with without being aggressive. But uh, it, I don't know. It, seemed, it, it was well written, I guess. I just I don't like the musical style. I don't like the kind of the you don't like pop. I don't. So again, I don't. again, it rears. Stop it. So next, number 35 on there, it jumped out at me for some reason. Never Be the Same, kind of a lame uh, title from Camilla Cabello. Let's give this shit a listen. Never be the same. 
orange shirt. It's very shiny. Have you ever heard of this artist? Yes. I don't know because I've only really listened to one other song of hers. don't like that really super high quality it's it's it doesn't do anything for the song itself and it has no it has no strength behind it and i just really don't yeah it doesn't do anything for me i really don't like it yeah i don't like uh, range seems kind of limited Although she did start with that kind of really low mono- uh, monotone uh, sort of thing, which I didn't care for, but there's not. Yeah, her voice doesn't. I appreciate have much- being able to hear a range. I don't. That doesn't qualify as a range to me. That's no, like a no. bizarre falsetto. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Her voice doesn't have really any pleasant character to it. I, no. I, ha- I have to pull the ripcord here. I don't. Here I don't. I don't like the, that yeah. at all. Yeah. No. Sorry, Sorry, guys. I don't know why you're number thirty-five, but. So okay. that's a problem. I mean, that's a problem. It's only five from 40. <laughs> that's a, pro- that's that's a, a problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> only a She's, cr- she sings the song. She sings the song Havana. Havana. Which I enjoy because I think it's fun. Okay. I don't, I don't know that one. Um, but this one, I, I don't, I'm not really sure what they were going for there. And I do appreciate the fact that she's going for a different sound than on Havana because I think that's, um, that's kind of lacking in a lot of musicians. Their their songs tend to sound the same, so I appreciate what she's going for, but she missed it. For me, again, this is just for me. Gorillas, humility. Whom I really enjoy. I do too, because it's more than just the band. You know, it's a whole multimedia. Nice. It's a little too mellow for me. I don't think it's hit what it's going to hit yet. Yeah. <laughs> so again, we're just engrossed. Engrossed in the video. I 
mean, it's just, it's got a fun groove. nice it's kind of retro and chill and it's certainly you know kind of an la in the summer kind of vibe to it i guess just not i think it's just a little different for us because it's yeah. not something that that we're not familiar with this that so. we you know necessarily relate to but i think it's nice and chill again i think this is one of those songs i think i, I talked about this before that it was really cool, you know, some of the songs we were listening to were great, like, driving around songs. Yeah, this would you definitely know, This fit. would definitely be a, nice. you know, windows down, driving the car kind of. Yeah. yeah. And with Gorillaz, you know, anytime they have an album, everything on the album is so very different. So even though this is one song, I can only imagine that the other songs have a lot different feel to them. And in that sense, that's totally fine. You know, I think this would be an interesting, you know, interlude between... Other songs. I remember liking Florence and the Machine on their debut album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, uh, we saw some live performances that were really not impressive. Yeah, I was. I remember being disappointed yeah. with some of the live stuff that I saw of her, and I'm not sure what that was. Yeah. So. Or, or not, not even what it was, because I know, I know, I remember where I watched it, but it's just a question of what it was that I didn't appreciate about it. And I just feel like I expected her voice to do. As much as she was able to do on the albums, and I just felt like she didn't. This one's called Highest Hope. Um, no, that's the album. It's June. Um, from Florence and the Machine, and the song is called June. started to Woke up in Chicago and the skies so I find it fascinating that just as she said, this guy turned black. We got a nice kind of thunder, thunder rumble there. It is very dark in Winchester right now. It's very rainy. Those heavy days in June when love became an act of defiance. It's not as catchy or poppy as her. It's moving into it. It always into something deeper. It still feels slow. I think this is the ballad of the album. One of the ballads of the album. I mean, I think the jury's still out. I would want to hear the more yeah, on the album. I'd have, and I really enjoy her in in bits and pieces. I don't necessarily. Yeah. It's a lot to absorb in one album. Yeah, this is not my jam. But I think I think I could enjoy it. What is he eating? 
He's eating your cookie. Ah, you shit. (laughs) So Archie managed to steal Joe's cookie and is eating it on the floor. It looked like like old styrofoam or something, and then I realized that it was the cookie. So we're looking at Panic! at the Disco right now, and uh, they do have a new album. If you go down a little bit, um, there are a couple that I listened to that I really enjoyed. You can do Say Amen. That's fine. Okay. Oh, that's the Saturday Night one. Yeah, I like that one. So I genuinely like Panic! at the Disco. I love the lead singer's voice. It's really good. There's another song, I don't know if it's from this album or not, I think it is, that's about the death of a bachelor, which I think is hysterical. It's very kind of Sinatra-esque, which is kind of one of the one of the things that um, influenced him. Good evening. Let's go straight to breaking news. And we're here with very little about the origin of the case, the that it Very cinematic. The whole video is very cinematic. It's basically, uh, you know, multiple masked figures coming in to steal the artifact that he has. So I'm probably going to cut most of this. That's fine. Is that the dude? Mm Mm-hmm. It's Brandon Urie. <laughs> Traveling in packs that I can't carry anymore. We're waiting for somebody else to carry me. There's nothing that's there for me at my door. All the people I know on who they used to be. And if I try to change my life for more day, there would be nobody else to save. And I can't change into a person I don't wanna be so oh, it's Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will say it's a very entertaining video. But... Stabs a guy for a potato. <laughs> so it was one of the um, the promos for this. He actually sent fans potatoes. That's that's weird. Yeah. If I had one more day to wish, if I had one more day to be better than I could have ever been. So I guess to evaluate the song. It's just, a, I guess, a fun, dancey sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. I think that was a lot of fun. The video, yeah. The song, I don't know. It wasn't bad. I think it's hard to to judge one from the other when you're seeing both. Okay, we're done with Billboard shit, so we should move on to... Should we do Pop Quiz before or after Earworms? Let's do do Pop Quiz now. 
Pop quiz. Pop quiz. <laughs> it's time for Charlie's pop quiz. Charlie's pop quiz. So this feeds off of our last episode where we talked about yes, because Joe had two yes fails when we were doing pop quiz out in the world, which is when we typically do pop quiz and then we bring pop quiz back to the podcast. So the two songs that we had the biggest uh, fails with were both yes songs. So we decided, I decided, that this week we were going to do a little prog rock um, episode to really talk about those songs and talk about how all of these bands kind of tie in. It's very kind of incestuous and strange how there's so much crossover between these songs. When we're talking about Yes, Joe, Yes, um, yes is actually the um, longest lasting, most successful prog rock band. Okay. Okay. So the fact that you don't know that points off for you. Yeah. No, I, this, this is all about correcting <laughs> a glaring blind spot. And music history. So now, um, the the album that I have, well, one of the prog rock, because apparently I'm really into prog rock and I didn't realize it, um, although I should have, I guess, at the end of the day. I'm not big into to titles, so for me it was like, mm, it's prog rock. I mean, genre titles. Yeah, I'm not, I just listen to music. This is the one of the songs that Joe did poorly on, and... Um, are you snapping because I should play? I would like you to play it, yeah. Okay. Prog Rock, just to give everybody kind of a background and to give Joe a background, Prog Rock started with psychedelics, okay, and a lot of those kind Psy- of things. Psychedelic drugs? Psychedelic sound, psychedelic music, okay, and incorporated jazz and folk and classical, as you're hearing right now, with um, kind of poetic and lyrical instrumentations, and then it added technology into that to make uh, a really unique progressive sound which is really kind of cool, not meant for dancing, okay? Which, so this was really meant for headphones sitting at home, kind of... My style of music. Right, basically. So when we're talking about Yes, we're talking about a band that formed in 1968. We're talking about John Davison, who did vocals, um, Chris Squire, bass, Peter Banks, who on guitar, Tony Kay on keyboard, and Bill Bruford on drums. Now... There were so many incarnations of Yes as we went through. A lot of people popped in and out. Um, we're also talking about Alan White as well as Rick Wakeman, who is uh, somebody who I think is very well known for being a member of Yes as well as other bands. So this is Roundabout. It's from the album Fragile. Yeah. Uh, 1971. And this album did very, very well. It was one of their best albums early on. Okay. They moved beyond this. Um, disbanding in 1981 and then they reform in 1983 with songs that we remember from or I (laughs) remember from the 80s like Owner of a Lonely Heart which was the other one that you failed on Um, and I know of that song so I just don't know the song so that's why right right and so the the sound for Owner of a Lonely Heart still sounds very much like Fragile but it moved a little more poppy and it moved a little more poppy because they also added musician Trevor Rabin, who is actually um, a South African. So uh, the album that Owner of a Lonely Heart is a part of is 90125. Um, interesting note about Trevor Rabin is that he worked also with Michael Jackson, with Manfred Mann, with Mr. Mister, and he did a lot of collaborations with Jerry Bruckheimer. Right? So he's been a part of actually about 40 feature film um, soundtracks 
so you may hear part of that in some of the soundtracks of movies that Bruckheimer has have been involved in. Um, when we're talking about uh, John Davison, who is the vocalist, um, we're talking about somebody who's worked with Iron Butterfly, King Crimson, Vangelis, and Tangerine Dream, um, all, again, prog rock, okay? Um, and he actually had three what they call tenures in, yes, um, from 1968 to 2008. Um, we also look into adding Rick Wakeman, and he came in at about 1992, um, so Wakeman's one that we're really used to hearing about because of his keyboarding um, and just composition in general. He had five tenures in Yes from 1971 to 2004. You also notice Wakeman from things like Space Oddity, right? So Bowie, um, Elton John, Cat Stevens. And then he did a bunch of solo albums that were kind of concept albums. Um, one of them was um, The Six Wives of Henry VIII. And the other one was Journey to the Center of the Earth. So one of the ways that it starts to get funky is that we go from, you know, yes, and having those people to looking at Trevor Rabin, again, from, you know, the, uh, the 83 aspect of, yes, moving into Asia, if you remember the prog rock band Asia. Um, and that would have been in 1981. So that was with um, the guitarist um, Howe, who was also from, yes, uh, originally Carl Palmer of Emerson, Lake and Palmer, John Wetter um, of King Crimson, and Jeff Downs, um, who was also of yes. So Asia debuts in 82 with Heat of the Moment and Only Time Will Tell. Um, do you remember those songs? Do you remember nope. any of that? All right, so nope. do me a favor. Yep. I want you to look up um, Heat of the Mo uh, Only Time Will Tell. Pull up Only Time Will Tell for me. Lots of keyboards, dude. Shit tons of keyboards. I'm sure that you know this once you hear it. But you, uh, what, what we're seeing here is a full orchestra on top of a shit ton of keyboards. So moving from Asia, you know, we talk about having Palmer from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Well, Emerson, Lake and Palmer started in 1970 with Keith Emerson, Greg Lake and Carl Palmer. Um, and Emerson was really kind of dominating their sound using the Hammond organ and the Moog synthesizer. So pull me up some Moog. Isn't it, isn't it Moog? I honestly don't remember. My father will shoot me for not pronouncing it right, but it's either a Moog or a Moog, but it's M-O-O-G, and I just don't remember how to pronounce it. Pretty sure it's Moog. Do me a favor and pull up Fanfare for the Common Man. All right, so this is um, moving into Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, really dominated by Emerson's use of the Hammond organ and the Moog synthesizer. So... This is very kind of stadium-esque, but this is Fanfare for the Common Man. Um, you might also know uh, Lucky Man was another song that they did. Um, but these songs and this type of music, again, with the prog rock, very much influenced Iron Maiden and Dream Theater, who is someone who you yeah, recommended. This, I was going to say, this just sounds like the beginning of 
Superman or something. Well, it's, you know, fanfare for the common man. And it is very much a fanfare. Uh-huh. Definitely very 70s. Very 70s. So again, very synth. A lot of fun. Um, someone is stealing your cookie again. His solo stole it this time. Oh, Jill so, the so, wait, the so this is—it's actually a cover because that's isn't that that melody is normally played by a trumpet. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that that's. This is Emerson, Lake, and Palmer doing it. So I know it's not... that melody that he's playing on the keyboard is normally a trumpet melody. I'm pretty sure it's an older track. Okay, from what? Aaron Copland, written in 1942. 1942. Okay, so they yeah. pulled from the Common Man" was pulled from Copland, and yeah. then and then modernized. Okay. Yep. But anyway, no, it was a good example of the synth that they were using. You know, that's the melody okay. they were doing with the. Okay. All right. See, now you taught me something. Wow. We didn't see wow, that coming, we didn't did see we? that coming, did we? What's interesting as we move beyond all of that is that there is also, you know, we went from Palmer, one of the other bands that is interesting in that kind of genre that we didn't actually hit on and doesn't actually have a direct connection is Alan Parsons Project and that was 1975 to 1990. Well, what song? Games people play I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You or I in the Sky. We're looking at obviously Alan Parsons um, and Eric Wolfson but we're also looking at Dave Patton, Stuart Elliott, um, Lenny Zakatek, um, Zakatiki, excuse me, um, and Chris Rainbow. Um... Now, Parsons worked um, as an assistant engineer on Abbey Road and Let It Be and was an engineer for Dark Side of the Moon for Pink Floyd. And then Wolfson was a songwriter and a composer, um, and he was a session pianist as well. He was actually largely responsible for the Poe album that I, I have. I really like. Which is a lot of fun, which is Tales of Mystery and Imagination, which is based off of um, Edgar Allan Poe. And that was a 1976. So many of the musicians in these prog rock bands kind of interspersed between each other and left and then came back again. And actually, um, in 2017, Yes was actually um, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And that was with uh, most of the main members of the band. Again, not a whole lot for dancing. That's fine. I I don't care for dancing shit. Um, I'll fade this out, though. Yeah. So you just laid down a huge lesson in Prague. I tried to. Progressive. I tried to rock. without being too wordy and too, you know. There's I'm sure that there's a lot I think I really laid down the connections between some of the bands. Um and some of the things like the Moog, um, the synthesizers and the fact that it was kind of classical and folksy and certainly not designed for dance. And it we was, move out of this and about we the, go to disco. Yeah, it was about the <laughs> importance of composition. And technology, I think, in composition yeah. was really huge at this time. 
Yeah. Um, I'm sure that uh, you could probably consider Pink Floyd. Oh, certainly. Part of prog rock, and, and that's a whole episode. Early Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a lot of education there for both of us. It was a lot of education yeah. for both of us. But I think it is time for the next segment. Oh, no. Which is what? Airworms. Enter the ear. <laughs> Why does that make you laugh? Oh, because I'm picturing that scene from Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> this is Maroon 5, What Lovers Do. This was also on the list of worst songs of 2017. It just, I hear it all the time. It's bad. Ugh. Say, 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 hey, hey, now, baby. Oh, mama, don't play now, baby. Say, 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 hey, hey, now, baby. So let's go on things straight now, baby. Tell me, tell me if you love me or not, love me or not, love me or not. Let the house on you, am I lucky or not, lucky or not, lucky or not. You gotta tell me if you love me or not, love me or not, now. love me or not. Maroon 5 isn't the worst pop band in the world. And I've been to a Maroon 5 concert before. But this is garbage. <laughs> what say you, Charles Ann? I don't agree. You like this? I, I think it's fun. It's just fun. If it were just her singing, it'd probably be better, but he does that falsetto thing. But that's what he's known for. And he's got porn stash right now in this video. You gotta gotta give it up for the porn stash. And they had a singing squirrel, dude. Yeah, the video's fun. The music, that was just... bullshit. I think it's fun, and I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's not going out for anything deep, anything twisted. It's just fun. I'm not having fun. All right. So fading this out. Um. <laughs> what? How often do you hear this at work? Every hour. I don't know. Okay. So I imagine that if I had to hear this every hour, I might get tired of it, but I I don't mind it. I like it. It's kind of fun. This is Cheat Codes featuring Demi Lovato. Uh, No promises. And I like Demi Lovato. So being poppy, it's, you know, dancey. Oh, no, no. Just be careful, no, no. Love ain't simple, no, no. 
This is the shit that, I guess, bothers me. Her voice is fine. Yeah, I like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Part of it is that it's summertime and music like this that's kind of poppy and fun kind of resonates more with me when it's nicer outside. And See, Again, her voice. I like it. That's fine. I like it. But then it. when he gets to his part and he's like... But lyrically, it's important. You know, she's saying that she has all these feelings and he's saying, you know what? That's great, but no promises. We don't know what this is going to be. Let's just enjoy it for what it is. I, I don't like when people sing nonsensical phrases like na na or la la or whatever. It's like fill it with fucking but words. It's Tell part me. of singing. I mean, it goes back to scatting. It goes back to just verbally before we even have words expressing yourself, and that's okay. If we're gonna do that, oh Christ! Th- this is the ultimate in non-word singing. What the hell is this shit? This is Trollolo. Okay. What's he doing? Singing Trollolo for fucking five minutes. He's not doing that, though. He's not singing trollolo, he's singing all different kinds of vowels and sounds. First of all, I think this is hysterical. Do you, re- do you remember? I think we should use this to walk down the aisle. Yo, fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> do you remember when Family Guy did this? I do, I do. Yeah. I was gonna say, I know, I've heard it before. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with this. I know you were trying to get me, but. This is what happens inside my brain when that dude is singing. You're love, la la, la la, la la, la. I'm like, that's you. You you keep losing me every time you do that. Like, just be like, I'm out of things to say to you, or whatever, you know. But no, no. Two more notes go here, la la. Two more notes go here, la. It's just right. No, no. Right. That's okay. That's that structure. Let, let okay then pick another instrument to do it if the voice is not you don't need work. an instrument to do it he's using the voice to do it he picked his instrument you don't have to like it but he you don't have to I, like it i need a connection between the voice and words for it to have any sort of i see you i see you blinking they can't hear that i need that as an audience member at least orally to hear orally no oral oral oh <laughs> 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 I want to learn it all so that I can sing it around the house and really irritate you. I no uh, okay. I find I find I'm gonna turn your mic all the way down. I find Trollolo way less irritating than that song from whoever the fuck that was that we just listened to. Cheat codes. It was cheat codes. Alright, fuck off cheat codes. The same music. Joe has put the hammer down. Um, let's do better than God with two D's by Danny Goki. It's better than gold. 
Oh, well, you've got two Ds here. Right. Tell me those aren't two Ds. You're right. <laughs> I, I fucking wrote <laughs> God with two Ds. That's why I was like, oh, well, that's interesting to put two Ds on it. All right, this song. I... Better than God, I mean gold. It's funky. It's funky, but a little too, like too like disco funky and not like funk funky. And I every time it comes on, I want to barf. I mean, it's it's just a song full of hyperbole. Sucky's trying to be Maroon Five a little bit. I do like his voice a little better. It's it got kind of a weird raspy quality. It's mm-hmm. a, an interesting character, but it's too. So it's so it's funky, and I also think it's kind of fun. Again, if I had to hear it eighty-seven times a day, I'd probably want to stab a, a hanger in my ear. I mean, it's a love song. But it's just such a dull, lame love song. She, she's better than gold. The most precious metal. Well, it's like, she's platinum. She's diamonds. I can't think of other worthly things. Oh, that... stop. It's a typical songwriting it's trope crap. to use. And it is very funky. And I think it's 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 appropriate to use that. Because otherwise, you'd be doing you know some kind of rap thing. Where you're saying like platinum and she's gonna get an um, you know, like that's not. <laughs> and, he's doing, and he's doing the Michael Jackson, or not Michael Jackson, or who, Will Smith. He's doing the Will Smith. Woo! Yeah. Welcome to Miami. Woo! Right. Whatever shit. I don't know. No, I don't hate it. Big Willie style. Woo! Woo! Okay, knock it off. <laughs> I, I I do hate it. This is. I do hate it. I, I, but again, you have to hear it here. all the time. I wait, mean, wait, there wait. are songs wait, wait. that I love. Wait, that, he does Give Me Jesus? Is this... I like his voice here. Oh, come on, I can't. Nope. <laughs> Bye. I can't. Hey, Joe, if you were a piece of furniture, what would you be? The titular wardrobe that leads to Narnia. <laughs> the, the, war, the wardrobe. Hey, Joe, mm? if you were a kind of car, what would you be? Gremlin, I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> hey, Joe. What? If you were a piece of music, what would you be? I think you know the answer to that. I always have the same reaction. I know, and that's just, that's why it's a short segment. <laughs> So this is Entombed, Left Hand Path. I feel like I'm being chased by a drummer. Yeah, okay. Uh, let me figure out where we're going, because that's not the part of the song that I wanted you to hear. Too late now, I can't unhear it. Okay, this. Here we go. There's a particular melody coming up. Is there? This sounds like a bad 80s horror movie. I think it is. Do you recognize it? Do you know what it is? 
I don't. It's just, it sounds like a bad 80s horror movie with really horrible title cards that are clearly done on a computer and I'm supposed to be scared. It's probably a slasher movie, but it just doesn't. It's a movie I've not seen, but you've seen. It's a movie I've seen? And you you know what? I don't know for a fact, but everyone says that they lifted this melody. From what? Phantasm. Oh, okay. Is yes, it, I it? would say that. I would absolutely say that, yeah. And yeah. that, But that's just the keyboard portion. portion. I like what they've built around it. And to be fair, I enjoy Phantasm. The first one, although it's a good movie, not my favorite. Um, I think it was one of the later ones that I really enjoyed more than the first one. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think you, you hit that one right on the head. And I don't hate this. Yeah, this is a nice build. But I also feel like they're genuinely playing and not just playing for speed or for... Although this band is known for having helped create the buzzsaw tone that is a signature of death metal. And you can hear it on display here. It's a particular style of uh, the overdriven sound. Right, I'm just talking about the drums being like... Well, yeah, they're not full force. I I don't want drums chasing me. And that's what it feels like. It feels like there's like a drum kit on wheels right behind me. And I'm never going to get away from it. But yeah, that makes sense. That absolutely sounds like Phantasm. I can't believe I didn't pull that out. Alright, I like it. I can take that. Is that one track, or is this that, just part that, of... That was the ending of the first track of the album. So there was the, so you played me the beginning of the first track, and I hated it. Yeah, and then I just And this is the ending of yeah. it. See, okay. I don't mind that. I don't mind that so much. So I think we covered a lot this time. Oh, didn't you, Was Havana that one by Camila Cabello? Yes. Yeah, so here we go. So we're going we're gonna to close with a little bit of Havana, um, but certainly not the Havana that you're used to. Oh my gosh, this is hysterical. I think playing your electric guitar in a river is inadvisable. I think this is hysterical. I like it. I don't know the original song, so I don't have a frame of reference. I mean, it's it's fun and catchy. Evaginate. Ev- <laughs> <laughs> ah, I was gonna say imagine it. Um, very poppy. So does this mean is she just singing about Cuba or does she have Cuban roots? I think I believe she has Cuban roots. I don't know because I haven't done the research. Yeah, and this 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 raise loses me by bringing a little too much of his modern flair to it. 
but he's a good. I like it. He's a good. Uh, he's a good composer. I like that particular helicopter full of chainsaws, sir. Oh, that barely qualifies, but yeah. <gasps> shame on you. No. <laughs> no. No. no <laughs> I will not accept your shame. Uh. I think that might be it. Yeah. I think yeah. we did a good amount. How long did we record for? Several hours. Ever? Yeah. I mean. So this should give you plenty to cut into and make into a thing. Honestly, I think there's a lot less to cut out. <laughs> Except that. I think there's a lot less to cut out. There's, um, I guess we're departing. Please give us some feedback. Whether I mean, we're only really, at this moment, releasing this on SoundCloud. So if you can, give us a, leave us a comment there. Or if you know us personally, you probably have our contact info. Right. Send we would it. love to, to have Email an idea. Us, of... text us. Give yeah. us some recommendations. Uh, if you're just hearing this on SoundCloud, please leave a comment. Tell us what to review. We would love to have a, a to continue to build this. It's definitely a work in progress, but any um, any feedback, any attention to detail and or other things certainly makes it better every time. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh.